Are you ready for a great year? I want to talk today, I believe the Lord's given me some words and thoughts for this next year. And I'm a very simple person, so I do things sometimes based on the calendar because I can't start midstream. So I find January is a good place to start. So I've got some thoughts, and, and I know I'm not the only one because I see it all over the Internet and, uh, and stuff, New Year's, New Year's resolutions, New Year's this, New Year's that. But I've got some thoughts and some words today that I believe are going to help and propel and give you a vision for what God has for you. So I'd like you to start by turning in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. And I'm going to read a few verses and then I'm going to share on what the Lord has given me. So if you turn to Genesis chapter 12. The one word that God gave me for this year is the word territory. I was chasing it over there, now it moved. Territory. I believe God has territory for every one of you here. I believe He has natural, physical, mental, emotional territory, financial territory. But I also believe He's got spiritual territory for every one of you here. So today, as I, as I share, I want you to, to go with me as we look at some verses, and I want to, to plant some seeds into your heart and into your thoughts, into your minds, as to what God is calling you and God is showing you for territory. And then I've got some, some, just some thoughts regarding territory at the end. So if you've got Genesis chapter 12, we're just going to read a few verses. We're going to start verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So God gave him a word. At this point, this is one of the first interactions we see that God had with Abram, who later God changed his name to Abraham. What I like about this is God initiates conversations. God initiates the conversation. Today, God is going to initiate a conversation with you, and He's going to give you a picture of what He has for you. It's not going to be what you think it should be. It's going to be what God says it will be. God comes to Abram, and He says, Abram, you've got to get out of your family, get out of this place, and you've got to go to a land that I'm going to show you. If you flip the page over to chapter 13, I want to read a few verses out of chapter 13. 
So Abram, actually, if you continued in chapter 12, you'd see that Abram leaves and he travels from Haran and he heads towards Canaan. And then there's famine and he goes down to Egypt. And then the Pharaoh there, he does, he's not honest about his wife and, and the Pharaoh sends him away. So in chapter 13, it starts that, that Abram, um, verse 1, he, he went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent, been, where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. If you went back to chapter 12, you'd find out that Abraham, or Abram, he built an altar at Bethel. And that's where he called on the name of the Lord. I find it interesting when God speaks to you and God moves you, you don't quit talking with God. When you start on that path that God's called you on, what you need to do is you need to mark it and remember it. And what happened is Abram left that area, there was famine, and then he comes back and he comes back to that place where he talked with God. There's some of us that we need to come back to that place where we talked with God. Because we've got this dream, we've got this vision, we've got this picture of what God's got for us. And what happens is all of a sudden life happens and famine happens and we get running over this way, we get running that way. We need to come back to that place where God called us and where we talked with him. And Abram, he comes back to that place. Verse 4, it says, To the place of the altar which he had made there at first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tent. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they not, could not dwell together. Man, I'd like to have that problem. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to have so much that you say, you know what, we just can't handle it here. We need to kind of like get more space. And he looks at Lot and he says, he says, and there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. For we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. And if you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes. I, I just love this. I just love this. So Abram says, why don't you pick? And quite frankly, Lot picked the best area. Like, have you ever given somebody an opportunity to pick something and they pick the best? <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. That's for me. No, Abram said, you pick it. Anybody in their right mind would pick the lush area, the area that you know is going to sustain you instead of the hills and the mountains and those areas that don't have the supply. So he says, 
he says to Lot, please let there be no strife between us and your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we're brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll go to the right. And if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. I like that. <laughs> he just puts that in brackets. Um, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from Egypt, uh, from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And this is the verses, so we see that background. So, odd, so now they've, they've left Egypt, and now they've come to the area, and they're so large that they had to separate. Have you ever given somebody a choice and they picked the thing that you wanted? That you figured would be the most successful? That you looked at and just naturally it's like that's the area where success will happen. That's the area where the herd's going to grow. That's the area where my money will survive. That's the area where my return will be best. That's the area where it's like everybody around me will pick this area. But I'm the better man so I will let them pick. Have you, have you seen that pot of gold commercial on TV with the chocolate? I, I just, I laugh every time I see it. There's, there's a guy and there's this cute young girl beside him. And he's in a dilemma. And they say, you know, if you're, men should let women go first. And there's only one chocolate on the tray. And he's offered the chocolate. And he looks at it, and then he looks at her, and he says, why don't you take it? And she takes it, and then he lifts the tray off, and there's a whole tray underneath it full of chocolate, and he gets to pick whichever one he wants. Sometimes we think, well, if I just let them have that, I'm going to get this tray underneath. And sometimes it doesn't happen like that. Sometimes we give the best away, and you know what we're left with? Not the best. It's not always the pot of gold commercial. So Abram, he tells Lot, you choose, and Lot chose the best area. But I want you to see how God communicates with Abram. In verse 14, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him. After he had separated from him, God comes to Abram and he says, now... Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, everywhere. Look in each direction. God took him and he had to separate himself from that which was around him. And God had him now and God says, Abram, I want you to look north south, east, and west. He says, I want you to lift up your eyes and see that. For the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants. For how long? 
The territory God's got for you is not just for today. The territory God's got for you is for you and for your descendants forever. The territory that Pastor Nelson has inhabited and has got is also not just for Pastor Nelson, but it's for his family, for his kids' kids, his kids' kids' kids, his kids' 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 kids, and on and on and on. The territory that we will be inhabiting, my wife and I as believers, is not just for us, but it's for our children, for our children's children, our children's children's children, our children's 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 children's, and so on. Don't think the territory that God has for you is just for your lifetime. Look at it and say, this is forever. The things that I'm experiencing today in this territory are the starting point or a reference point for where I'm going. I'm not going backwards. I'm going forward. That word forever is a huge word. And we live in a lifetime that says 80 years, 100 years. If you're lucky, you live this long. And this is therefore I've got to have my heritage for now. And I've got to take everything I can. God's economy says, no, take this, pass it on, because it keeps on going. So the heritage and the territory God has for you is not just for you. It's for your descendants forever. Things that my wife and I are doing for our children now are forever. I, my, I expect that my children will be in the house of God and my children's children and my children's children and my children's children's children and my children's 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 children's, children's and I could go on. That's my expectation of the territory that God has for me. So for all the land which you see, I give to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. Abram, you just gave a choice away, and now you've got to stand around, but I want you to look north, south, east, and west, and everything you can see, everything you can see, I give to you. Do you know you serve a God that's a giving God? I think there's elements of our Christian faith that sometimes we fight and strive for that God says, no, I give it to you. There's elements of our faith that we don't fight and strive for, and he says, no, you've got to contend for it. There's a balance. But God has things he wants to give you. He's allotted things for you. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent. I just love this. He hears it, and then what does he do? He moves his tent. Why? Because he's getting ready to go for what God has for him. When God speaks to you and God says, this is the territory I've got for you, you've got to be ready to move to where he's going. You cannot stay where you are and experience the new territory. You can't stay in your state of mind and expect an increase when your state of mind says, no, I've got enough. 
You can't expect to move to the new territory if you've planted and said, no, this is enough. This is where I'm staying. You, can, you won't increase if you stay stuck. So what did Abram do? He moved his tent and went and dwelt at the terebinth trees, which are in Hebrew, and he built an altar to the Lord. God has territory for every one of you to possess. I don't know about you, but that excites me. What is the territory that you're looking for? I believe some of you are starting to walk in it. Um, Shane and Karen aren't here today. They're not well physically. But they're experiencing an increase in their territory. They bought a house. If you would have talked to them six months ago and said, would you ever consider buying a house? They would have looked at you and said, not a chance. I know that because I've chatted with them a few times. They are experiencing territory that God's given them. Do you know what that means, though? That means they had to move. They had to move. They couldn't stay where they were. They had to move. And what's really funny when you talk to them is they've always moved on their terms. I was talking to Karen, and I said, how are you doing? She says, well, this is weird. I've always moved from a rental place to another rental place based on my terms. She says, but now this is not my terms. Sometimes God kind of like just makes the nest a little uncomfortable, and he says, you know what? Separate, and Lot takes the good stuff, and all of a sudden you're looking and you're going, there's nothing here. And God says, no, you need to look north, you need to look east, you need to look west, you need to look south, you need to look all around you because that's the land that I have for you. Lot looked at one area, God looked at everything. God looked at the latitude and the longitude and he said, this is what I've got for you. This morning, I'm going to ask you to do a little exercise. I'll tell you right now so you can think about it. But before we leave today, we're all going to take a moment and we're going to ask God what he sees for us. And we're going to take a moment and we're going to close our eyes at the end and we're going to ask God, what do you see for me? Not what do I see, but what do you see? And I haven't even gotten to my notes yet. I'm pulling up Pastor Nelson. I want a few things I want you to see. First of all, God tells Abram, you have to look. You have to look. What are you looking at now? Literally. What are you looking at? When when you look at something, do you see it as this is it or do you see the potential the possibility the promises do you see what God can do or do you look and say no this is it I can't do anything more Abram looked and I can just imagine him looking and going you know I'll be the nice guy here lot you pick an area and I'm sure he's going 
Don't pick the nice area. Don't pick the good area. Don't pick, oh Lord, just let him take some bad area so that my herd and my land will be good. And don't, don't pick the, the good area. Have you, have you ever, come on, can we be honest? I grew up with a lot of brothers. I would have these conversations with God on a regular basis. You know, there's four of you left and there's three cookies left. Somebody's not going to get a cookie. And you're going, Lord, make sure that he's full so I can get one. You know, Abraham was, was human. He was, he was human. I'm sure he didn't go, well, Lot, look over there. That's a bad area. Why don't you go over there? Pick that area. There are times in our life when we might feel like we've been shafted. Do you ever feel like you've been hard done by? Like nobody cares? Woe is me? Look at what happened. I was nice to this person, and you know what? They actually took me up on my offer. Like, didn't they realize I was just being polite because I had to be polite because they know I'm a Christian? And they took it. And I'm left with nothing. The area that will support they've got and I've got nothing. In those conditions and in those times, that's when you need to look up. Instead of looking at the situation, look up and look around. Look to the north. What's up there? Look to the south. What do you see down south? Look to the east. What do you see going eastward? Look to the west. What do you see? All of a sudden, your perspective starts to change. A lot picked one area. God gave Abraham everything. He said, I give this to you. This morning, God wants to give you something. Are you ready to receive it? And I don't care if you say, I can't handle it financially. I don't care if you say, I can't handle it mentally. I don't care if you say, I just don't think I'm ready for it. I don't care if you say, well, I don't deserve it. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about what God has for each and every one of you now. And I believe this year, 2015, you will experience territory that you've never experienced before. I believe that you are going to see natural things happen. I believe that what Shane and Karen experienced getting a house, and my son and daughter-in-law experienced buying a house, when you would have looked at it and said, it's not possible, it's not doable, and yet God made a way. I believe that is just the beginning of what God has for you. Sean and Ariana were blessed with a property and a house. It was a stretch. It took them work, but they took some steps and they moved from where they were to what God had for them. You've got to be able and be ready to say, this is not enough. Look around you. And then when God points it, you move to where God has shown you. And I believe naturally, I believe there's going to be people here that are going to get houses. 
I, let, let's not put a limit on God and say, well, there's three of them. That's enough, God. No. Who here would like a house? Okay. Lord, you see these people. What you need to do? Yeah, Adrian, get with it. Your wife put up her hand. <laughs> You're not getting the doghouse, man. You're getting a house. <laughs> Look up. Look up. I believe there are some of you naturally that are going to see finances increase. And you know what I believe? I believe your giving is going to increase first. Because when your giving increases, God says, oh, I can give more. I want to see an increase. Anybody with me there? Who here would like to see more finances? Hallelujah. God, give them more. Hallelujah. I believe God is going to give some people here promotions in their jobs. I believe God is going to give people here wisdom that goes beyond their year and even beyond their level of education and they're going to speak to things as if they are experts. Start looking up and instead of saying this is where I'm stuck, look and say this is the land and the area God has for me. I believe solid rock is going to grow in influence. I believe that we are going to start influencing City Hall of Abbotsford. I believe we are going to infect, infect or affect, probably affect is better. Maybe infect, that might be good. Parliament in British Columbia. Because we have answers. We have Jesus Christ, and he is the smartest person in the world, and we got the Holy Spirit who teaches us in all things. I believe there's people here that will affect political opportunities and political offices. I believe not only are we going to affect Abbotsford, British Columbia, but I'm expecting that we're going to affect Canada. God has challenged me to look above and beyond. I see this room full I see more chairs, 240 plus chairs. And I see people lining up to get chairs and to get spaces. Don't get comfortable where you're sitting because next Sunday somebody else might be sitting there. Be ready to move in your seating. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe that we are going to see healings happen. I believe the supernatural is going to happen. I don't just believe the natural things are going to happen. I believe there's an aspect in the spirit realm, 2015, that we are pressing on and we are going to see miracles happen. We're going to see salvations happen. Salvation is the greatest miracle of all. Salvation takes somebody who is dead and gives them life. Literally. You read the Bible and you find out that they were called out of darkness. You who were dead in your trespasses and sins are made alive. That is the greatest miracle of all. So every other miracle is even of a lesser ability or lesser tenuous for our God. 
if he can save a soul that is dead and wretched and without him and give them eternal life, what else can he do? And there are people here expecting God to move in miracles. They're expecting God to move in healing. They're expecting God to give words of wisdom, knowledge, discernment. I'm expecting that to increase and I'm expecting us to move to a territory that goes beyond what we ask or think and it is a territory that God provides. He says, move to the area I've given you. Hallelujah. Pastor Nelson, you came to me during worship. Would you like to share the vision that God gave you this morning in worship? Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive? This is a prophetic word. What you need to do is you need to grab on to words that you hear. I want to affirm some things. We, years ago, several years ago, we had five families that wanted a house. None of them had any money. And I led them to ask, seek, and knock. They all bought houses. So the seed is sown here, Brother David. Amen. The seed has been sown. Amen. Amen. The Lord showed me in this congregation people laying hands on people and them getting healed. Not only that, but he showed me in your hearts God is going to show you things. And it's amazing because I'm sitting by my wife and she gives me the scripture verse out of Psalm 16, prophetic of Jesus when he would not see death. But in verse 11 it says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. Guidance. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit will show you He's a showman. Amen? And I believe God, I, I seen you laying hands on the sick, and I saw you have vision from within. God's going to show you. Amen. And then it says, Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at our right hand are pleasures forevermore. My wife says, oh, look at this. And I thought, well, that's the vision I had. Hallelujah. And the path of life is denoting a variety of abundance, immortal blessedness for you. Uh, and I remember the words that rang through my head during worship time. Believe to do what I did. Believe to be a life like I was on earth. Amen? And, and in thy presence, there's a life that denotes a variety of abundance and immortal blessedness of every sort. It will not just be one sort. It'll be many things that God is going to flow through your life. I didn't get this verse, but my wife did. Thank God for my wife. In thy presence means this. I'm in your presence, David. I see your face. That's right. 
I see your face. In thy presence means you see him. His face is made to shine upon you. His face is full of glory. His face. The place before your face, O oh God, is fullness of joy. And there's going to be a joy that's going to be released through your life that you have not experienced before when you begin to move in the supernatural. Amen. Amen. And then lastly, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. forevermore. You are going to experience everlasting pleasures that you have not experienced before. God is interested in the mobilization of his house. Amen. Amen. During worship this morning, we were talking and singing about I love your presence. And Sheila, I put my arms on you. I believe you're going to experience a pleasure in his presence. And you thought, well, I kind of enjoy it now already. He is going to blow you away. Like he's going to, like, you're going to go, I can't believe this. You're going to have such a beautiful love of God that you're going to crave to get into his presence. Like it's 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 going to just you're going to just get me into the presence. You're going to just I I just want to worship. You're going to struggle because you just want to be there all the time. New territory. New territory. God wants you to have new territory. God has new territory for every one of you here today. And I believe in 2015 we are going to experience it in a greater dimension. I'm expecting at the end of this year, I'm expecting that miracles are going to be happening, not because Pastor Nelson, Pastor Daniel, myself, our wives are ministering to people, but because you are. I'm expecting people to go and to minister to people and see healings happen because they are ambassadors and representing the kingdom. I'm expecting my shadow to have a miracle. I'm expecting that. The Word of God says it, and I can actually see myself riding my bicycle in the sunlight and I'm literally, I'm telling you this, I've actually turned around when I've been walking and I'm looking to see if something happens when I walk by with the shadow that I carry. I've done that. Not just on my bike, but I've also done it just walking. Expect what God has for I can see it. He said, Abraham, look up and see. What do you see? What do you see? Just close your eyes for a moment. This isn't the exercise part yet. <laughs>
but just close your eyes for a moment. What do you see? In the realm of miracles, what do you see happening? Do you see somebody jumping out of a wheelchair? <laughs> do you see somebody with a shriveled hand stretching it forth? Do you see somebody with a sore back all of a sudden jumping because the pain is gone in a moment? Do you see yourself walking in the hospital in the emergency room and you just walk in there and people get better? What do you see? This is new territory that God has for you. Do you see yourself walking into the mall and the supernatural happening? Do you see yourself speaking words over people? Do you see yourself walking into the mall and all of a sudden someone's highlighted and you go, wow. What do you see? I want to give you a few things. You can open your eyes now because you might need to type these out. I want to give you 12 thoughts in about 25 seconds. These are all that territory requires. When I looked at the story of Abraham here, I saw all these requirements for him to enter into the new territory that he had to do. So if you wanted to write a phrase, you could just write territory requires dot, dot, dot. And then I'm just going to give you some words. And they're not in any particular order. And some of them build on each other. The first thing is territory requires obedience. Abraham had to get out of his land. Territory requires obedience. What are you prepared to obey God? What's he talking to you? I'm talking naturally, but I'm also talking spiritually. If you want to get a house, God might be saying, manage your money this way. He might be saying, look for an opportunity here. When God speaks, are you obeying? Territory requires obedience. Territory requires movement. Abram had to move. Territory requires believing. Genesis 15, 6, it says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Before we understood even the picture of righteousness as we see it in the New Testament, God gave him righteousness in the Old Testament. He had right standing with God. If you want to experience new territory, you must believe God. Territory requires you. Abram. It requires something from you. Territory requires God. You can't separate the two. Don't, don't try to say, well, this is all God, this is all me. This, this is God and me together. The, the more I look at it, I can't separate 
God from what he wants me to do and I can't separate me from what I need to do from God. I see it, I see it I, I, it's a blur to me. The moment I start walking in what God wants, he starts doing what he says he'll do. But it's amazing when I start doing it, he gives me more. So territory requires you, but it also requires God. He does his part, you do your part. Territory requires seeing. What do you see? What territory do you see? If you see yourself in a rental house the rest of your life, you will not be motivated to move out of that position. I'm trying to be practical, but I also see it spiritually. If you see yourself always sick, you will not see yourself whole spiritually. If you see yourself as a victim, you will not see yourself as the victor. You won't even see the victor because it's about me. No, it's about him. Territory requires you to see, and it requires you to see differently. This year, I'm expecting territory because you are going to see things differently. Territory requires imagination. Oh, I love imagination. Above and beyond what you can ask or think. God is able. When he told Abram, what do you see? Man, start imagining. Let it go wild. Let it go wild. Let it go as crazy as my shadow affecting people. Not because of me, but because of him. People are going to ask for the sun to shine more in B.C. <laughs> Territory requires contending. You've got to contend for your faith. Pastor Nelson shared that a couple months ago. You need to be ready. Territory requires something to be given up. And, you, and I've got to be honest with you. Territory doesn't mean I'm just going to wake up and all of a sudden I'm going to have a house. It doesn't mean I'm just going to wake up and all of a sudden healing's going to happen. No, I have to contend for it. I have to take territory that was not mine and I have to say that is what I want. And I have to push and I have to go into it. It says in the kingdom of God, in one verse it says it's taken by force. What are you prepared to go after in the kingdom to see God bring something to happen? If you are passive, you'll stay passive. Territory requires a contending. Territory requires walking. Oh, I love that. God told him before he possessed the territory, God said, walk the length and walk the breadth. Do you know what you're going to possess? If you talk to Abram, he knew because he walked the length and he walked the breadth. Before he had it, he walked it. Before you possess that financial capabilities, are you walking it? Are you talking it? Can you describe it to somebody? Literally the natural, but also in the spiritual. Can you describe what God is going to do? I'm starting to do that. I see songs of the Lord. I'm, I'm speaking this over my children right now. But I see songs of the Lord coming in worship. 
Don't just play the piano, sing, Olivia. Vanessa, you too. I know you play the piano great, but start singing the words God gives you. Joshua, wherever you are, you're going to have words coming. You're going to have songs. We're going to have other musicians singing the song of the Lord. We're going to have so many songs coming out of here in worship to God that we're going to actually make a CD. That's what I see. That requires walking. So I've actually started to walk that way. Territory requires leaving. You had to leave the old mindset, the family. You had to leave the way things were done and you've got to be ready to move where God takes you. Living by faith is the most scariest and the most fun thing at the same time. What are you ready to leave? What are you sick and tired of? Because quite often, that's an indication that God wants you to leave that. My wife got sick and tired of being sick. She would say to me, I'm sick and tired of this. I've never seen a person push and strive and contend and look and study and read and listen and push after healing like I saw my wife. And she didn't do it for a month she didn't do it for two months. She didn't do it for three months. She didn't do it for four months. She did it for 36 months. And she's still doing it now a year later. Don't just say this is it. Push, 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 push. Leave. Leave the mindset of this is good enough to the mindset of I can see what God has. What is the territory God has for you? That was number 10. Territory requires a future. It demands a future. Your heritage, your descendants. Don't do your territory just for you. Have the mindset that my territory is the beginning for those that are going to follow after me. God didn't say, Abram, this is just for you and your 12 grandkids. No, he said, Abram, this is for as many if you can number the sand, that's what it's going to be. Territory requires giving up some things. You've got to give up some things. So I want to do something. If you know me at all, you know that I'm practical. Or I try to be Practical. I don't want you to walk away today and go, oh, that was a great sermon or that was an okay sermon or that was a sermon. I want you to walk away today with a picture of your future that you didn't have when you walked in these doors. So if I could have Pastor Daniel, if you could come here, grab half of these sheets from Matthew. I want to pass out a sheet to everybody here. And either you write it on the sheet or you write it in your phone. But I'd like everybody to participate in this. And I want to take a moment. You don't write yet. Don't write yet. But as you get this paper, I want you to start saying, God, what do you want me to see? Not what do I see right now, but first of all, start with God, what do you want me to see? Let's get the perspective. God took Abram and God said, what do you see? It was God that said, what do you see? It wasn't Abraham saying, I see this. So I want to take a moment.
Once you get the page, close your eyes and, and just take a moment in His presence, in His face. He's here right now. So close your eyes and take a moment as you receive the paper to say, God, what is the territory that you have for me this year? And I don't care if it's a natural territory. I don't care if it's spiritual. It might be both. There might be one or two things. It might be a few things. It can be natural. That's okay. God's very natural. He's very practical. But I don't want you to stop there. I want you to see what he has for you spiritually. I had one couple say to me, we're not prepared to sit in the same row we're sitting. We're going to move forward. You say, well, what, does, what that meant was they're ready to move. They're ready to take greater territory. So take a moment. Just close your eyes. And I'm just going to pray a prayer. And then we're going to just write down some things. Heavenly Father, I ask that the eyes of our heart would be open right now. Give us a vision, the north, the south, the east, and the west of what you have for us. Hallelujah. I believe God's given you pictures. Write, write, down, write it down or draw a picture of what you believe for 2015. Just take a moment. And if it's spiritual, great. Awesome. If it's natural, Great, awesome. He's a very practical God. So just take a moment, write it down. And now whatever it is, if it's spiritual, great. Now close your eyes and ask God for the natural. And if you saw a natural thing, now close your eyes and ask God for a spiritual because they work together. So take a second moment. Say, God, you've given me a natural picture. What is it spiritually? For instance, there are some of you that said you want to have a house. You say, that's natural. But spiritually, God's also saying he wants his house. He wants you to be his house. So you see yourself naturally in a house but I'm here to tell you God sees you spiritually as a place where people come and you will develop a house an attitude of worship and you're going to have a house of worship and spiritually speaking your house is going to be something that is greater than a physical building you are going to house his presence so he'll give you a natural and a spiritual. Man, just write those down, draw them out. Praise you, Jesus.
If you uh, haven't done that all or you're still praying, take it home with you. You don't have to hand these in. These are just for you. These are for you. Yeah, put them in your Bible. Put them where you pray. Keep it in front of you. But if you didn't get them all, take it home and literally take some time today while it's still fresh in your mind. Put on some worship music. Get into his presence. It can be with, with words. It can be just music. But take some time in his presence, not with the TV on, but with his worship music and worshiping him and stand in his face, in his presence, and say, God, what do you see? What do you want? And then start looking north, south, east, and west. And I believe you're going to have territory that God is going to give you that you've never seen before. Um, do you want to share that or is that something that you could do for a sermon? Okay. Because it's 1230. So Pastor Nelson will preach in the near future about how to get territory. I want to spend some time in the next few weeks talking about territory, giving us a mindset. Hallelujah. Do you receive that? Anybody here got a picture today of territory? Awesome. Awesome. Raise your hands. If you got a picture of territory, raise your hands. Hallelujah. <laughs> You've got a wild imagination. That's a good thing. It's going to go like this, Brad. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. And listen, you can feel free to share with me and my wife if you'd like. Message us on Facebook. I'm going to join with you in prayer. If you are comfortable, you can share that with us. But this is for you. <laughs>